What is going on, everybody? This is episode 135 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host, who's making a face. Please introduce yourself. Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Other than laughing before we start and, and making it impossible just, for me to... I'm trying to make conversation. I'm just trying to vamp. Most people don't vamp during the actual countdown I'm right before you vibing. go live. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> feeling the energy, the vibes. Uh, I mean, I feel like they should just get us just right cut into our conversation and it'll be more natural the i, I mean yeah unless you're actually trying to like formulate a structure to the show or we're talking about people who have nothing to do yeah. with <laughs> the show it's not even fair to fair to me if i'm trying to structure this conversation <laughs> we have a guest host today speaking of structured conversation please introduce yourself hi my name's hannah claire brimlow i'm a writer for timcast.com i today? just want to add i'm good thank, thank you for you. asking i just want to add that i think brett specifically chooses when we go live because often when we vamp before the show it's us sort of <laughs> ribbing brett about various things and he can cut us off of being like hey we're going live hey yeah it's, it's, excuse me it's, it's actually a it's always time. curious to me that like right when we sort of hit the peak hilarity of whatever we're saying you're like and we're going live so awfully so get it together brett yes uh i, I hmm. it's merely a way for me to stifle dissent from uh my co-host you're basically so you the ccp uh that's yeah. as so we you said before pcc backwards is just CCP. Do you guys think that's a coincidence? I think not. I think not. So you not. admit it. You yeah, admit it. You're yes. a Scientologist sympathizer and a CCP agent. Yes. <laughs> See what happens when I actually said nothing while we were vamping because I was finishing up some work. I was just vamping solitary. If you don't let us get it out before we start the show, then this is what happens. Then come up here earlier and be more and be ready quicker uh, rather than finishing your other work. You have to choose. You're either going to vamp or you're going to finish your other work. You can't do both. I think Brett's just sad because I wasn't here last week. I missed you too, buddy. I missed you too. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's she's right. She 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 figured me out. Uh, I, I was just sad. We had a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to talk about Nevcan. Campbell and uh, apparently we're not going to have her in Scream 6, which makes no sense whatsoever to me, but uh, it is further proof of the power of IP and the lack of power behind stars, uh, though I think that should change. We're going to talk about Top Gun getting sued by the writer of the original article, of which I didn't know there. I, I, I watched the movie before uh, we went and saw Top Gun again. Uh, like I watched the movie again. I don't remember seeing anything advertising like an article before beforehand, but apparently there's an article uh, from like a, a newspaper in California about Top Gun, which is what the movie is based on. So we're going to talk about that lawsuit. We are going to talk about DC and some possible things going on with uh, DC, Zack Snyder, Black Label, the Joker movie, all that stuff. We got that. We got Podluck. So if you ladies are done vamping and uh, done insulting and are ready to just go, we can just go. Are we ready? Man, look at this man being so mad that we're talking. Uh, yes. Uh, policing the narrative. That wow. Is controlling our free speech, I think. Let's get into if it. you think Brett is just an oppressive force, please let us know. All right, they're done talking. Comment we're get right one into it. if yeah. Brett is oppressive and two if Brett is oppressive. If Brett is being oppressive, Mary's going to wear a black shirt and I'm going to wear a denim jacket. That's Ready, set, go. <laughs> All right, well, they're done talking. We're going to get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. I All suspect right. I'm not no, done talking. No, no, Come on my show, Brett <laughs> says. This. Give me your opinion on things, except when I don't want you to talk. <laughs> exactly. All right, Nev Campbell exits Scream 6 over pay, uh, a pay dispute. Uh, and this is very interesting because... 
The first thing that comes to my mind when I saw this was that uh, in, the, in the last five years, there have been a lot of discussions about the concept of strong female characters and how uh, a lot of people today believe that the, the idea of the strong female character is like brand new and that it did not exist before. And the example most people give is Ripley from Aliens. That's the, the, the example most people give is like a strong female character from back in the day. Uh, to me, the when example... When is back in the day that, for you? Uh, as, just, as for reference well, for the uh, rest of us. Aliens was the 80s. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so to me, uh, to me, I, I, I have a question. Go ahead. Do you think that the that a final girl trope is a strong woman trope? She she's very. Have you ever seen the movie Aliens? No, I haven't. Okay, well, watch it and then we'll talk. Uh, uh, no, so, we're talking right now. Uh, stop uh, telling uh, us so, to stop so, talking. Uh, uh, it's. I would have to explain the whole movie. It's a. Uh, it's. Uh, it's, not, it's not final girl. She's the star of that movie. It's but not it's, like she's. Well, in uh, Scream. In Scream, I, I do believe that she grows to be an even stronger character throughout the films. Hmm. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, and and I, that, that is a good question. I mean, maybe the concept that, you know, she's the last one to survive, uh, I guess. But as the movies evolve, uh, it becomes more than that because she's not the only character to survive. Other characters besides her survive. But she's the focus of these films. And one of the most constant uh, or one of the most common, like, things people would talk about is, like, how she would end up being, like, the bad guy in one of the movies eventually because after five movies of people trying to kill you... You live uh, long enough to... You see, you, you see, what is it? You either see yourself die or you live long enough to become yeah, the villain yeah, or something? Uh, you either uh, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, <laughs> and she's kind of like, you know, like, uh, after five movies of people, like, uh, they killed your mom, they, uh, they, they, like, framed your dad, you've been attacked several times, you're, the th you're like, the focus of, like, five different serial killers' right, attention. You, you got nothing left You to got lose. nothing left. So the fact that she has not broken down five? and become that... Five movies. This is the sixth one. Five different. Five different. Technically, more than that because most of the I movies. I swear, have he curates these topics knowing. Just I don't. What's like, gonna get. I try. I don't. I have been trying not to say something. I was like, oh, six. Scream six. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, uh, okay. So. Sorry, I'm adding something to my bank yes. account. Okay. So, so the point is, is that th this is so, an example. Sorry, sorry. This wench. It's just we're supposed to believe, suspend disbelief, and believe that this girl is just walking around, and serial killers are like, "Oh my gosh, it's her!" Yes, Literally, yes, her. yes, and and it's awesome, and the movies are <laughs> awesome. So it says, uh, "I would watch the first one." But the the first, well, the first. I one don't got time. But how could you tell them apart from the others. other five? Like, it doesn't matter. You guys have to see the first one. No, well, I don't. That would be cool <laughs> to review the first one on here, actually. If the first one was good enough to inspire four yes, others. Yes, uh, it, it was. Uh, it, okay, so it says... No, as we know, Hollywood doesn't care if it's actually good. They're just like, <laughs> it made some money. Let's do well, it again, is, but weirder. That's what they're going to do here, and that's the problem I have with it. So it says, this is her quote. So this time he has a problem. This, this is her quote. She says, sadly, I won't be making the next Scream film. As a woman, if I, I've had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream... I felt that the offer was presented to me uh, did not equate to my to the value I have brought <laughs> to the franchise. And that's the problem I have with this because I believe she's right, but I think the studios also right that in an age where everything is disposable and all of like basically the IP is the king of this process now, right? They feel that now that they've made five of them, they've got all these young actors involved now. Uh, the character of Ghostface, meaning the the mask, uh, the concept of that character, uh, is it strong has a enough. Name? Yes. Yeah, it, it has an yeah. I was about uh, to ask like, a really boomer question. I was like, I thought that name was Scream. That the, one was Scream, right? The con the the, the <laughs> idea the here killer. is that Scream. The idea <laughs> That's not bad though. <laughs> sorry, Brett. I'm not sorry. Is that CCP in the 
in the industry, they don't need her anymore, even though she survived the first five films. And by the way, I am going to get into slight spoil. Well, that's actually kind of a major spoiler for the seven or for the for the fifth one, which is that the only uh, the only remaining character that was left from the first three besides her, the only two was the one played by Courtney Cox, Gail, uh, Gail Weathers, and Dewey Riley, played by David Arquette. David, again, spoiler alert here. Isn't that where they met and then they got married? Yes, in the in the movie and then divorced in the movie and married in real life. Oh my gosh, what if and, Nev Neve Campbell leaves and ne- we have Courtney Cox make a return? Well, she's in the last. No, I'm saying all three of them have survived all the way up through the first five movies. Oh, so it's I not a trope. It's not a trope of just her surviving. It's all three of them keep surviving. But she was the star of that movie of the original mm-hmm. all the way up through five. And the concept here is that with her gone and Dewey's character again. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Dewey's character dies in the last one. Finally, uh, it's just her and Gail left. Okay. Uh, they would have to make Gail, I guess, the the connecting point between the other ones if they wanted to. But the idea here now is that all they need is just guy and mask killing teenagers they don't need the original stars anymore I'm, which proves the I'm disposability ar- of these well, of celebrities what comes to mind with this and i'd have to watch the movies to be uh like to properly judge this but it does seem like the the low stakes thing where mm. it becomes boring if you know that the same characters are going to survive every time it was a little bit different in these because i felt that the longer they survived the more likely it was that they would finally bite the know. bullet uh down the line it's hard to tell. Um, i think this concept is dumb and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it they could have at any point had it's a slasher movie i want to i want to see it because everyone has seen that iconic scene where she's like cooking the popcorn and Mm -hmm. he calls you know i've never seen that's not her that's drew barrymore that's from the intro it's not even the same movie uh which one is the same movie it's 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 from the first one but that's let me put it this way way. Uh, i totally get that scream is an iconic movie especially you're if you're into this genre again we'll be open about it it's very hard for me to get behind anything that has a sequel but maybe the first one had a really good time they're like we'll make a second six seems like overkill and i have to agree with mary like you know they're going i mean there's always two options for these characters they live or they die and so i guess it's cool to keep living the same way like when i saw top gun like you know there's that question of is is tom cruise gonna live or die right because like how do we end this series but i just think that like this horror movie genre of like murderer kills teenagers in woods like it spun off into a larger direction and i don't think scream is unique enough to maintain that as its own genre for this many movies it's very hard for me to believe that like because it was subversive because it was subversive and it was satirical in its analyzing horror movies while being a horror movie it became very hard to top that movie after movie after movie Scream, so why do they keep doing it scream four uh because they okay so the the first I think one what people really want to see is is Ghostface. yes uh and uh, the whether you like it or not they make money uh the, and they're made that's v- always his trump card whenever i'm like making an anti-sequels gi- point I'm he's like well you, they make money i'm giving <laughs> you an explanation as to why they do it i'm not necessarily saying well, whether that's right or wrong i have always acknowledged that like sequels make money i'm just saying shouldn't we hold ourselves and the people who make our content to a higher standard than they're never, able to get us to pay for tickets they've never spent more than 40 million dollars making them and always make over 100 million dollars closer to 200 million dollars on all of them other than i Mm. think the third one uh the fourth one capped out at 97 um but so why is that the bad one no actually most people hate three uh three more than the other ones four was an interesting one because it was at like a really in uh in between time as far as technology like they were trying to incorporate like live streaming and technology <laughs> but it was like 2011 so it was like was the, that wasn't that like, when, been a while uh, since they what was that horror yeah. movie that came out that was all kind of found footage that like 
there's, blew up. I mean, there's like uh, the Blair, Witch Blair Witch Project. project. No, not Blair Witch. It was later. Paranormal it was like, Activity. Oh, Paranormal Activity, okay. I think. So um, like, do you think they're trying to compete with so, that uh, as they produce each generation of these films? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the motivations of, of, the ki- of the killers of each generation will grow because the motivations of the like in the fourth movie they just want to be famous because they're products of the internet age and they don't care about they're like uh what was the she's like nobody she's like i don't what am i supposed to do go to school work everyone's on the internet everyone just wants to be famous and nobody wants to work for it so you the, the idea there's actually a fascinating conversation here but we're, we're getting off topic here Sorry. nev campbell has <clears> been <throat> a long-term proponent of the idea of uh equal pay mm-hmm. in hollywood which is uh a weird she's actually going in the right direction here because what she should be doing is not complaining about it if you're like we've ta- we i don't know if we've really talked about it here but the idea of the of the gender wage gap the strongest component of that is uh for women is the lack of the ability or the lack of the desire to uh negotiate when they're up for contract renewals and stuff like that mm-hmm. they don't want to negotiate so they don't take the they're scared to walk away i just don't like the angle that's like as a woman etc cetera, etc cetera, when um yeah. well hannah claire you weren't in the office yesterday but if you were, you would have heard I was in the office for a minute. Dane like screaming up here about this uh, Star Wars story. The the stunt actor for Darth Vader and Kenobi um, publicly like released these NFTs that were his statements on how he's leaving the show because they underpaid him and they breached contract with him. He and released them as an NFT. He can, yeah, as oh. multiple NFTs with like very mm. like staggeringly high minimum bids. By the way. Um, but yeah, and, and it wasn't because he was a woman. He just like, he literally took a bad contract. And then when they, they also didn't follow the, the contracts, mm-hmm. uh, they, they unfairly paid him even for the unfair contract. He didn't advocate for himself. Yeah. Like, I think with like 15 different rehearsals right. that they didn't pay him for. Okay. It's like, if you don't know how to advocate for yourself or negotiate for yourself, then you're not going to get paid fairly. And it doesn't have to do with whether you're well, a man or a woman. No, but, okay, but, so what I'm, but what I'm saying here is that she's doing the right thing. If you don't think you're, if you think you're worth more than this, walk away. This could be a bargaining strategy. Yeah. So what I was going to say is I think that Mary's right. This phrase of like, as a woman, it's important that whatever, like I could throw that out. Like I'm not, don't, don't bring your fem- feminism to me, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been stronger. And also in a weird way, I think, it would make feminists sound better if they stopped always pointing out the fact that they're women, right? Mm-hmm. If she had just said, like, I've been in this franchise for a long time, under text, or, like, subtext here being, you cannot make this movie without me because I am the one and only actress or, like, I'm one of three that have survived. Uh, if she just said... Not, her pay did not bump very heavily for each... Like, the only ones... The only one through three have her, uh, her like, uh, her salary listed. And you'd think that uh, with, with how much they were making, her pay went from, like, $1.5 for the first one. I'm not sure if I believe that. I, I think she probably made a little bit less than that. She probably made closer to a million for the first one. The second one, she only made uh, $3.5 million. And the, and the third one, only $4 million. Four and five are not listed. The movie's never exceeded a budget of $40 million, but consistently brought in close to 200 million dollars but like she arguably, should have been worth more than that but she, she wasn't arguing for she, it so now she's walking away we don't know what she ever for and i would argue that like if courtney cox is in the movie she was higher star power than even david arquette or her right friends was like a huge deal uh but what i would say is that like i cool girl like if you don't think they were paying you enough don't do the movie that seems reasonable that's part of like negotiating like you have to put on the table that you are not willing to do it right but and this I article of her talking that, like, about this was from a while ago. 
the the one about her talking about what she's worth uh, is from pa- uh, a past one. The the other quote, the general quote about her talking about it's been a very oh. difficult decision for me to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You've always been extremely supportive of me. I'm forever grateful to you. Blah blah blah. But what she's talking about here is uh, if you remove the feminism angle to it, she's just saying, look, I'm worth. More than this. Right. Okay. Every okay. dude no, will hold do on. the same I really, thing. really, really want to finish the my guy, The guys will say the same thing. They just won't mention being dudes. They will just walk away saying, I deserve to be paid more. Right. My, my final thought here, and I just want to get to it before we move on to anything else, is like, I get throw out the feminism. You know, if you just want to have it as a clean negotiating tactic, like, I have brought value. I'm one of three actresses. This is the six. This will be the six one. You know, you can either have me at the, st- at the rate that I want or you could leave it yeah. that's fine that's cool what i actually wonder is that this is an indication that this will be the final scream movie if she said you know i want four times as much as you want last time mm-hmm. they said well we don't think we're gonna do this again like it makes me wonder if she calculated the fact that like this has been i don't want to say her meal ticket but this has been one of her major projects for a long time if she going. is willing to be really stubborn about it because either she knows she's gonna die in this movie mm-hmm. or she knows this is the end of the franchise I, I, I don't see any indication that would be the end of the franchise. The last one made money. The last one made, uh, what was it? Uh, 20, was made on a budget of $24 million. Like, they actually, like, the, the budgets went up, like, from 24. The first one's budget was $14 million. The second one's budget was 24. Three and four both had a budget of $40 million. The budget for five went back down to $24 million mm-hmm. and still made $140 million and at the, the box office. And what's the budget for this one? Uh, it's not, not published yet because the movie's not out yet. The, the one they're making now. So the idea... Idea being but if they're that, being budgeted for less, even if they're making a significant amount of money at the box office, if the interest in this is waning, mm-hmm. or if she knew ahead of time you're going to be killed off, so if we do make a seventh, you're not going to be in it, then like I could see her being like, okay, then you better pay me big for this one. Well, that's, like, if yeah. This is my final one. Without knowing that, yeah. I don't think it has to do with feminism, and I, you know, it's up to her, it's her prerogative to promote that view or not, but like really what this says to me is like, there, I wonder if she knows this is the end of the line, whether it's for the franchise or for her. And she's being and she is negotiating from the position of like, I am not going to have this chance again, which she may not have had for the other movies. And without Dewey uh, uh, killing off a character in the previous movie, and you only have two of the main three now, she felt she had more bargaining power. Sure, mm-hmm. I like said the feminist part that she mentioned here wasn't from a recent interview. That's from an older interview. Yeah. That's just I'm just saying that she has assume that she she's has still been, operating from that. She has been an advocate for. Uh, making more money and, and she's, I'm just saying she's following up she's sticking by her principles and she's walking away which is what she should do if she doesn't feel that she's making the money that she, mm. that she should with the film and there's already articles of fans who are not happy that she's not in it but the sad fact is as much as it feels like she should be totally important for it if they've courted the new audience like they wanted and if they have demographics that tell them that the audience for the new movie for five was significantly younger than the older audience i don't know those numbers then they might feel that they don't need her that the character of ghostface is iconic enough they don't need her to make these movies anymore most people's horror movies do well anyways because they don't cost a lot to make and people just like to go and get scared at the movie theater i mean you can say that ip is above all and IP is what makes the money but I feel like her face and uh they don't advertise with her face not mo- they advertise with the face with ghost face most of the, I mean I agree sure, like, but they, they usually do split people campaigns keep coming back yeah. and expect her and then when they won't when they don't see her maybe they don't even know that that's why it is subverting their expectations what they wanted out of it I feel like it's going to affect the success of the movie 
Uh, I like cynically. I or, like. I actually would like to believe that that's true. But I, I sometimes I think that the Hollywood machine is just too powerful that they can make the money back just by hook or by crook through advertising and showing gory and people. What's the explanation for her character yeah, that, being gone? That would be the hilarious part. I have no idea how they would explain her just not showing. Like, oh, up. she got killed yeah. off camera. That I, I don't in think the they very would do that. First five seconds of the film. I like, think they would. They leave. have like a body double who gets stabbed, like facing away from the camera. I think they would leave it open <laughs> so that really she could come back in the future. This killer kills people. I don't uh, know. Knife. Ah, I did get it uh, right. Okay, uh, yeah. we, had, we had a couple super chats there. Yes, we did. Uh, Waffle Sensei said, for the record, when Hannah Claire and Mary are together, the ribbing of Brad Dasevic does not end when the show starts. Get him, girls. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, you very much for that. Someone else said, like, uh, Mary plus Hannah Claire equals Brett's anxiety rising. Yeah, kind of, though. <laughs> uh, uh, we try just, not to cause him undue stress, or but, like... <laughs> migraines from rolling my it's eyes. It's not undue oh, stress. Oh, yeah, rolling your it's, eyes. It's not it's that, guys. Stress. It's, like, tensing. He'll be like, yeah. shut up, shut up. Um, Nuclear Now, Solar Later said, strong women don't have to act like men. That's true. And yes. I don't think... I do not believe that she... Uh, it's not like she's in the movie, like, winning every fight with the dude. She's surviving. So, in that way, she... Uh, and, and a lot of times, the, the killers have been both men and women, which is... My favorite is in, like, the fourth one. The I forget the name of the actress. The actress who plays one of the killers is tiny, but then the character... The, the, obviously, the stunt actor who plays... Who's doing the, the, the scenes with Ghostface is clearly very tall. And then when Jill takes her mask off, she's, like, a foot shorter than the guy who plays her who plays the stunt version of the character okay. so well, but, i'm not familiar with the with the movies but is ghostface supposed to be a different person there, every time or is in there all of the movies there have been it's played by two people so like two people are in it together it's just one person at a time has the has the mask on and we're let in on that uh not during the, you the, the they get unmasked the, at us the end do at some yeah point. at the end there's an unmasking of all that's a very strong <laughs> so formula funny. part of it the third that one so formulaic the, the third one had just one killer that's the only it's time like there the, was, and the was scott foley furious of slasher movies yeah basically and i, and I love it uh, <laughs> we know so, so we know um the the third one only had oh, one yes, killer. my favorite fast and the furious <laughs> so excited there are so many of those the fast and the furious yes faster so, and furiouser if you tell if you ask me i i think that the movie will Will actually probably still do fairly well, even with even without her. I think they'll go forward to it. It's too. Uh, the Are they going to release it like Halloween time next? It said there was a release date on here somewhere. I think it said like uh, spring or summer of next year, uh, March thirty so first, twenty twenty three. Usually they wait for Halloween, but all that stuff's up. As in the far air as now. I'm concerned, March twenty twenty three does not exist. It's a long ways away. Yeah, who knows? I've completely forgotten about this yes. by then. Well, what? You are not the world's biggest Scream fan? You do not want to wait for number six? <laughs> I would love to hear from you. This is one seat. of those things where a lot of the channels that I follow were like, they, they imagined that nobody cared about this stuff anymore, and then they would make other videos and be like, look, these movies, these franchises from our childhood or my childhood have, yeah, strong, say. have strong dedicated fan bases that show up, which is why the returns are consistent throughout mm -hmm. all the movies there's money to be made there and i don't th I, and i think with a mask as iconic as that it's like uh i, I mean they brought back um I, I guess halloween's not a really good example of that, you know what we should look up we should look up what um production and sales of that mask around halloween have been like yeah like yeah. because i bet i mean I get what you're saying. There's a strong understanding of it. And even like, I haven't seen that movie, but I know what the mask looks like, right? It's kind of part of our cultural canon at this point. But I bet that like, it is becoming, even though they're on six, the audience is more and more niche. We need like, to see how it competes dedicated. with uh, Jason. Yeah, I feel like people might recognize the Jason mask more or like, 
I can't think of like another mask killer. There was the smiley one, you're, right? You're also thinking of Halloween, Jason. I uh, literally have no Vor- idea. What Jason about. Voorhees, uh, Freddy Krueger, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm excited for you. Those sound like real things. All right. But you know what I'm saying? Like you would be able to correlate how um, on the front of people's minds this movie is. And as a cultural reference, how long it has lasted by the production of it, you know, around Halloween. I would be interested to know what the chat thinks about uh, if the ones who saw Scream 5 and the ones who have watched the reboots or the the continuation of Halloween, which they did, uh, like there have been like a gazillion Halloween movies, but they ignored the canon on all of them. But the first two back in the... Uh, Halloween 1 and 2 are the only canon ones before they brought back uh, Halloween Kills and then I forget and then just Halloween which is what they do. You want the chat to tell you what they think? I would like to know which one they thought was a better continuation. Granted there's two of the Halloween continuations and only Do you uh, want me to tell you what I want the chat to tell me? I what do you want the chat to tell you? I want the chat to tell me when in a relationship you decide to show someone these weird cult movies that have a hundred... I almost thought you were going to rehash Noodles and Company. No, again. but it's a spinoff. <laughs> At what point in a relationship do you show the person you're dating the cult movie that has apparently endless sequels that you are really obsessed with? Because I don't think anyone wants to invest that much of their life. Yeah, you've never had anyone ask you to watch Star Wars with you, which has a hundred of them. Uh, It's way too long. There's a lot of people who like they watch Halloween or horror movies around Halloween, and that's like a thing where they watch it all month long, stuff like that. I'm not just saying. When do you introduce people to your cult classic movies that never end? I love Halloween, but I. I don't make it a month-long thing or yeah. multiple month-long thing like certain people do. Yep, it's weird to me. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the uh, Top Gun lawsuit. And this one is uh, not surprising given that uh, there's been a bunch of lawsuits going on right now in Hollywood, b- both with Predator. They settled the one about Friday the 13th last October, I believe. And then uh, there's a couple more. So it says, Top Gun airs Sue Paramount alleged studio no longer controls the copyright. Now, I did not know that this movie was based, uh, that the original Top Gun was based on uh, an article written by, uh, by an author. So it says, the original Top Gun was based on a 1983 article in California Magazine. On Monday, the author's Does heirs... Does that still exist? Uh, I don't know. That's a, know. Good, that's a good question. I would love to know what the cover <laughs> of that of that issue looked like. Uh, it says, uh, the, the author's... Uh, so on Monday, the author's heirs sued Paramount Pictures, claiming that the studio is profiting wildly from the sequel, Top Gun Maverick, even though it's no longer, it no longer holds the copyright to the magazine's story. The, uh, the article's author, uh, Ayud uh, Yone, uh, died in 2012. His widow, Shash Yone, and his son, Yuval, uh, filed a notice in 2018 reclaiming the copyright to the story, which took effect in 2020. In the lawsuit, the argue, uh, they argue that Paramount distributed Top Gun Maverick without obtaining a new license to use the underlying material. The suit seeks damages as well as an injunction that would bar Paramount from distributing the film. So they want to like take it. I mean, it's the concept there that they're saying that they want to remove it from theaters, which uh, seems very like never going to happen. Never going to happen. And like, prevent it from going to streaming too. Yeah, the the amount of money I'm sure that the lo- the, the lawyers that Paramount is probably throwing at this right now is probably incredible. Well, also. I'm sure you're going to read this in a second, but like the guy, the author wrote an article that inspired mm-hmm. the original Top Gun movie, mm-hmm. but the sequel, oh man, this is going to be a weird loop and sequel thing. The sequel is actually inspired off of the movie, which would be separate intellectual content. There's a couple right? of articles here that, that talk know. about Do it. You see like, what I'm saying? If it's transformative, right. And also the first, the first movie itself is transformative of the original content. Yes. It's inspired by, but it is not like, yeah. It's not so a biography. Says, yeah. The the best thing they could have done would be to just secure the rights again anyways just in just in case. But it says the Yones are represented by Mark 
uh, Mark Toberoff, an attorney who is a veteran of copyright termination battles. What a uh, great description of your with, career. With major <laughs> studios. Well, I mean, he's probably very well Veteran very of copyright well termination battles. With major studios. Whoa. You missed that part. Uh, he is currently involved in a lawsuit against Marvel, which is challenging termination notices he filed on behalf of five comic book creators. In that case, the authors each claim fractional ownership of the copyrights in question. So the issue boils, largely boils down to whether they, uh, they are due additional compensation, not whether Marvel can be blocked from exploiting the characters involved. So far different. So it says uh, it was originally uh, due to be released in 2020, but was delayed two years due to the pandemic. The, the lawsuit contends that the film was not actually completed until May 2021. I don't know how they could know that. Like, I, I don't know how, unless there's material, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that says, like, the movie wasn't completed until then. I don't know how they could know when the movie was done unless Paramount released that information. Hmm. Uh, and then in this other article, I'm going to go to this. So they're arguing one. it was made while the copyright was about to had expired. Uh, so it says, uh, nearly four decades ago, Paramount secured the rights to Top Gun, an article published on May, in, my, in the May 1983 issue. Of, oh, it's a now-folded California magazine, so it is no longer, uh, is no longer a thing. That answers what? your question. Uh, Yone should relaunch California magazine so he re he received, in, this, in, the theor in the spirit of the 80s. Yone received a writing credit for the article on the original 1986 film uh, with a screenplay by Jim Cash and Jack Epps. In 2018, yeah, uh, year, so they filed this uh, in tw in 2018, which are known as termination rights. So they now, so they argue that it's uh, them, not Paramount, who currently owns the underlying rights to make any movies based on Top Guns. Uh, I guess that must have been the name of the article, Top Guns. They claim that Paramount didn't ask permission or pay them to make Maverick. They will likely just pay them off a substantial amount. That's of why money. they are being so litigious and thirsty yep. in the first place. I don't blame them. They know. Uh, I don't blame them. Uh, the plaintiffs are uh, Ayud's uh, widow, Yash, and his son, Yaval. On June 6th, they asked Los Angeles judge to immediately order Paramount to stop distribution of Maverick. So they wanted to, like, stop it in the theaters now. So, like, get it off the screens. You're not allowed okay, to... Okay, but that was never going Which no. also sounds strange because wouldn't... I don't know how it works, Brett. You can probably tell me. But, like, if you have the licensing, like, don't they make money off of, like, renting out the licensing to something? Uh, in this, like, they wouldn't they actually they want to stay in, move, in theater and, years. like, make money? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, so it says, representing, uh, okay, so let me go down here. It says, uh, while some deals give studios the rights to stories in perpetuity, there is a caveat. After a certain number of years, uh, copyright holders of a, of a work may recover copyright through termination notice. So they filed that termination notice in 2018. Uh, the Yones filed the termination notice in 2018, several months before Maverick began production uh, on Top Gun Maverick. So it says, uh, it wrapped in, so right here it says, production on Top Gun Maverick wrapped in 2019 and was originally scheduled to open in June 2020. So maybe the idea here is like if it had stuck to its original schedule they would have avoided been, this. They would have avoided this mm. but since that uh, maybe the, maybe it gets pushed back till 2022 and they can't help but make a few last minute changes or, or additions to the film whether that's ADR they do color correction anything that keeps them working on the movie up until the, the time of release means Were they that working up the move on the movie? I have, no, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Maybe that's the argument that they're making here. It says the article uh, is not... Uh, okay, so it says the... They're the, claiming like a whole year and a half after. Yeah. The article is not a screenplay and Paramount can argue that the article was basically just a story idea and nothing more. Ideas are not copyrightable. Entertainment attorney Mark uh, Litwack told IndieWire after reviewing the case. It's not always clear when an idea is embellished enough, when it becomes more than an idea and it becomes a work of authorship is not a clear line. Well, that's the idea. Like the the more fully fledged concept would have been down to the screenplay authors, not 
the person who wrote the article it's based on. Yeah, and I the, would assume what it looks like the article is not. It's not. He didn't write a short story for this magazine. Magazine. He wrote an article. So he yeah. theoretically went to Top Gun and interviewed people and wrote the story about this is what it's like to be here and there are planes mm-hmm. and here are their crazy names, but they then took that as an idea and turned it into the first movie. And I think sometimes people will then you know, get the rights from or they just just so no one can have any legal dispute, yeah. like give him credit. That's where the screen direct, maybe the screenwriters wrote, read that article. Yeah. We're like, we like it. We're going to turn it into a movie. But I stand by my argument. Top Gun Maverick is actually based off of Top Gun, which was what's in, within its legal rights to the cop, to the copyright, right? They are not I actually basing it off. The, I don't know. If you know what I'm refer- saying, yeah. though? Can I, you see like the, yeah. the logic? I be- yeah, I don't see how from the jump the first Top Gun movie being a fictional narrative would actually be derivative of the article because the yeah. article is just if it reporting was sh- factual information about it. But I think they do it just to be careful. Like, I think you're right. Theoretically, anyone could have gone to Top Gun or heard about it and been like, that's cool, let's make a movie. Yeah. Probably a- they read the article and were like, just to be safe, we'll give this guy credit for whatever and we'll make this first movie. Yeah, and now it's like backfire. There's, but a TV, now, there's a TV show called The Unit which was based on a book called uh, Inside Delta Force or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine it's something like that where that might have been uh, the character. Like that's just the concept and then the characters are different than the people in the book. Uh, if this had been a short story that he had written for the magazine and someone had read it and then been like, oh, I want to turn that into a movie, I would understand. Yeah. But like Top Gun is first off government funded, therefore taxpayer funded and also like it's public. I mean, like, I don't, I'm sure there's classified stuff that goes on there, but like, it's not something that this journalist necessarily do, like, came I don't up see with this as a own. creative effort yeah. of the original. I, I'm sure the writing is good. I'm sure there sure. is creativity in it, but like, again, it's about something that is public. It's not a story. The threat of the plaintiffs actually getting an injunction and stopping distribution of this film or getting damages under copyright law, even if it's only a 10% chance, the consequences are pretty dramatic, Litwack said. My guess is the the case will settle. Yeah, I'm sure that they will just settle to get this out of the news as quickly as possible. Uh, Reach for comment. A Paramount representative said said the following, these claims are without merit and we will defend ourselves vigorously. I mean, these studios put a lot of money and time into this stuff. I'm sure that they, at the very least, thought ahead to something like this happening happening. Uh, and Tobaroff offered this. He says, Paramount's statement reminds me of Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane. The end is inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. To which Maverick replies, maybe so, but not today. Very, uh, that I can see why this guy is a, uh, what was that quote? It was like a, a veteran lawyer of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they, so then he says, as much as Paramount wants to pretend otherwise, they made a sequel to Top Gun after they lost their copyright. As Maverick would say, it's time to buzz the tower. Like, they, it doesn't sound like they did that. Like, unless you're right that they were like revising it in a significant way after yep. they finished production, which it sounds like doesn't sound like they did. If they were ready to release it twice, it would be interesting it's not to like, know if they actually offered this family money and then the family said no and they just went forward mm-hmm. anyways. Um, I, I, I'm sure more will come out about that. Also, why didn't they sue? Before, I guess maybe yeah. because it hadn't been released, they hadn't violated any issues. Yeah, but it uh, wasn't an opportune time before. yeah wait till yeah. it's in the public eye but they're trying to get it their hand but they're trying to get it to stop it from production so when top gun maverick was like we're gonna come out this day just kidding this day just kidding this day like at any of those points they could the family could have been like hey no we own the copyright and like this is in our copyright time you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this is in our rights to be in charge of when this comes out yeah but they did it they did it after it's already been released yep 
Uh, is that because they couldn't? Like the act of releasing waited, the film violates the copyright? I think they waited because they can put more pressure on them to just say like, look, we don't just want you to, to pay us. We want you to stop production, which is a more serious threat, which forces them to take it more seriously mm-hmm. and engage in discussion would, and offer more money, I'm sure. It would be interesting if we see this like play out again with um, Winnie the Pooh. That would be funny. If Blood and Honey is trying to make a sequel later on. I can't wait to see that. And they get interrupted by a legal battle. If we're still doing this show 36 years later. Well, no, because that's public domain. So that would be be a little bit different. Also, Mariah Carey is being sued for for, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Why? You see that? Uh, I saw the headline, but I didn't read it. Yeah, it says, uh, (laughs) legendary, uh, let's go down. It says, so Andy Stone filed a complaint in New Orleans Federal Court on Friday, alleging that he co-wrote a song in 1990 with the same title as Carey's and during Yuletide And he Banger. must realize sounds, how successful it is? It okay. sounds nothing like... I the listened same to the song. title, but nothing else is the yeah. same. It sounds nothing like it whatsoever. Uh, so it says, uh, he serves as the front man for country pop band uh, Vince Vance and the Valiance, is asking for a minimum of $20 million in damages, and he named Carrie her co-writer and Sony, uh, Sony Music Entertainment in the suit, claiming they illegally exploited his popularity and unique style. Yeah, that's a that's the biggest yeah, stretch. Yeah, he was I've, really popping before Mariah. Right, Carrie. Yes. Also, let's be real. This girl has made so much money off that song. Mm-hmm. Twenty million dollars is. She might nothing. as well just chuck it she, at them. This is why people are being so litigious. It's just yeah. people don't want to deal with another lawsuit, so they they settle that, yeah. like that. He argues that his song uh, that his song charted on Billboard and enjoyed extensive airplay in 1993, and that attempts to come to an agreement with Carrie and the other co-defendants in April of 2021 were unsuccessful. So, why did he not? Do this before. Yes. I don't know. That's a good question. So it says, uh, Carrie's or, perennial Chris, uh, number one hit, uh, it really, it was, it was, uh, it hit the billboard top 100 for the first time in 2019. 2019. Uh, and has returned to the top no, spot. Only 2019. Sense. What? I feel like it's because it's become a meme by that time where it's like you, you yeah, started hearing it, was, it so much <laughs> that it became a meme, but it was consistently, I would say a top 10 played Christmas song every year since the early 2000s. Right? Probably. That's what I would have assumed. Probably. Like, t- I love her response to, is this the war on Christmas? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Also, yes. what is this from, Mariah? Or whoever runs Mariah Carey's Twitter account, because I'm sure why would it be not. her? Why I hope it was her, and she was like, I have the perfect photo for this moment. I've been saving it. <laughs> that would be great. And she did the Photoshop, too. That would be... that. that what I really want is for all of them... Kim Kardashian included oh, okay. to do their own Photoshop. She said when it first came out, it was more of a gradual thing. It was popular, but it didn't have what it has now. Because it's become a meme. Because but everyone she knows. Because everyone hates it it's, so it's much. It's because it's like a meme of... Everyone has a love-hate um, relationship with it. But have you seen the like graphs about how much money she's made off this yeah, song? I mean, it is, cons- it is consistently earning her like millions of dollars yeah. each year. Yep. Like this is, this is the Mariah like, Carey. Pretty much the rest of her... Yeah, everything else is fine, but the majority of her income, yeah. from what I have understood, comes from this one. Like that's crazy. I do and like so it's this. Been where she for maybe TikTok. Time. If it was 2019, maybe TikTok was I, what. There was also the memes of like. The there's 100. a great meme of like Jason Momoa like creeping up on Henry Cavill, yeah. and it says, uh, uh, "My it's like my uh, my Christmas plans," and then it's <laughs> and, then, and then Jason Momoa says, "All I want for Christmas is you." Uh, it's, I, I like think that one that meme, but then it's. The, whoever's in the forefront Justin Timberlake and then 
Jason Moore, it says May. Yeah. It's every year that like me when I'm getting shared. Of, like, so uh, it says one thing that Carrie doesn't acknowledge of the age is the age of the song, Thank which you. featured prominently in the 2003 rom-com Love Actually. I rebuke time, she said. I have a thing where I just live outside the traditional realm of how we measure it. So in that way, Santa and myself are very similar. She should just... She see, just equated if, herself to Santa. If gonna, this if gonna, Mariah if Carey gonna, is eccentric. If we're going to race and gender swap any character, I'm okay with race and gender swapping Santa for Mariah Carey. I just love Let's that she go. was like, like some people are like, well, I am just like Jesus. And Mariah Carey is like, I am also just like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> like Jared Leto, get out of here with your cult. Mariah Carey is Santa. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, if you listen to the song, guys, uh, you can go in the, if you like, uh, if you find this article, I believe this one is. But we can't like, play it for we you cannot because play this guy you. is going to come along and sue us. Yeah, so it, for her $20 million. It's on Yahoo Entertainment. They have the embedded link to, yeah, it's Vince and the Valiants, All I Want for Christmas is You. And they sound literally the opposite of similar. They, He's going to sue you like, for all the money in your cash Musicians guns. do, they repeat song titles that other musicians have have made all the time. Yeah. It's not intellectual property. The title in itself is not intellectual no, property. No, I get, how many? Like, I have like that's a funny thing. Like, I'll like scrolling through my my phone sometimes, looking th- at my music, and I'll be like like nine songs with the same name, and I'm like, man, these people need to get more creative with their with their with their titles because none of the songs sound alike. Right. They're just all. But the point phrases. is, it happens all the time. Yep. There's no grounds that this guy is yep. gonna win. Also, he has known about this since what the early 2000s, and he has been like just waiting. It's Come sort on, of team. like. Uh, clips have resurfaced. Tweets have resurfaced. Clip, clip. Now copyright claims have resurfaced. Songs have resurfaced. Resurfaced. Surfaced for the very first time. Never. It's not a real thing. Resurfaced is not a real thing. Remember that. Resurfacing no. is only for driveways. Every time someone says that something resurfaced, it's a weirdo on Twitter who went scrolling through like 9,000 tweets of a person so they could find the resurfaced tweets. The only it's, resurfaced ones were Chris. Which one got in trouble? For, he was supposed to host that one award show. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. And he, his, like, he had said some homophobic joke, yes. and then he had apologized for it, and then they actually really did resurface, and he had to apologize for them again. That is the only case of resurfacing I have That's ever heard That's still the of. same thing. It's still somebody no, saying, like... No, this is, like, this, this is not a claim that has resurfaced. This is a guy for the first time being, like, oh, my gosh, that song is, like, my song, but because they have <laughs> the same title, so I'm going to sue. Like, he never had this thought before. This has never occurred to him. So I'm uh, building yeah. my money tree. There was, a, there was a super chat in there. Yeah. Nathan Koss said, as they say, you can sue a ham sandwich, but it doesn't mean you will win. However, it looks like the ham sandwich will give you a couple million bucks to shut you up. I am sure that she will just what so pay true. pay him off. Someone right? Could someone please uh, super chat so I have some more money for my tree? That, that Yes, you do the have tree a is building. I'm building kind of a palm tree thing here, um, <laughs> th- but it's far away and I need it to shoot towards me. Um, yeah. This is so weird. But also, what if you made a career out of like suing people for things that were vaguely like things you had done? <laughs> and instead of like settling the lawsuit, well, they settle out of court and they just pay you money. I yeah. know people have done it. Yeah. I, that's just so weird. It's, uh, that's like uh, if you don't want a job, you just make a job of suing other people. It's perfect. All right. So we're going to talk about Warner Discovery wants Zack Snyder uh, for R-rated DC black label films. This is actually... A very good idea, if you ask me, because uh, DC Black Label, that's like James Tinian is a comic book creator. Uh, it's like prestige lines of comics, uh, larger scale. Um, the, it, it's different stories and the stuff that come in just the monthly floppies. 
they famously floppies. Uh, they, flop. That's what they call like, the, the, it. I am lost the, right now. Like a floppy disk. It, it's like a it's a smaller comic. It's it's less pages. So these okay. are uh, yeah. It's so, a technical term. So okay. so it says Warner Brother uh, Warner's Discovery is interested in R-rated DC black label films for direct from director Zack Snyder. Uh, on June 16th, 2021, I revealed that, uh, and this is Mikey Sutton at Geekosity. Uh, I, uh, in June, 2021, I revealed that Warner Discovery, uh, CEO David Zaslav had discussions to restore the Snyderverse. No, these talks were not with... Da, da, da. Are you there stealing you your money? There you go. I'm money sorry. disputes. There you go. All right. <laughs> You'll have to super chat her more money if you want to. Are you going to sue her. Brett? She's going to sue his me for super chat money. For, yes. preventing me from building I, a forest of a money tree. I don't understand. That is what I am doing here today. It says, uh, uh, were you talking about? Were you in the middle of a podcast that I? Yes, I was. Uh, no, these talks were not with Snyder himself. After all, Zaslav hasn't stepped into the door yet. Rather, these talks were with people that Zaslav had sought consultation with. So the people that he has removed were people that did not want Snyder working on stuff, and the people that he has put in place are people that are amenable to Snyder's work which is, uh, I'm not the biggest fan, like, ha, 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 ha I'm going to start ha, again. No ha, 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 For those ha, listening, ha, Hannah ha, Claire's ha, money ha, tree ha. has just collapsed. Ha, 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 ha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we begin again. Yes. Uh, so SOS, says, Super Chatters. I really need some more leaves. Uh, By that, I mean dollar bills. So it says, indeed, sources observe Zaslav is, uh, is like a sponge. He absorbs ideas and numbers. Simply put, money fuels his interest in Snyder's work. The idea here is basically that um, the... Snyder cut of the Justice League film did very, very well for HBO Max as far as numbers in mm -hmm. that in turn fuels interest to do stuff beyond just the typical DCEU and also outside of what Robert Pattinson and um, Matt Reeves are doing with the Batman film, right? I think it only makes sense that you have someone money-driven in a creative industry. You have to. Somebody to have like to be. a voice of sense. Yep. Like, so, because that's like, uh, if you have people that are only driven by creativity, then you get art for artists, not art for consumers, and then mm -hmm. you get weird stuff that doesn't necessarily make money but some people would say that's like joker 2019 it's like super artistic but yeah. what does it have to do with the dc world exactly. thankfully heroes, nothing you know? because i'm tired of this building on this world and thing i just was for money uh, i told them from the beginning i said if they wanted to differentiate themselves from marvel don't build a cinematic you told universe. them from the beginning uh i said make smaller i mean films. i loved joker but um make smaller i know films. a lot of people maybe thought this is like irrelevant, but it did. It was a commercial IP. success, right? Made a billion. It dollars. was totally. So, in to my thesis, you don't have to expand this sequely metaversey whatever. They, you can blame that success on the media, though, who made it seem like there was going to be like a mass shooting at the at the premieres for this movie. So, I actually give the media it, half the credit. It for was that. such a cultural moment. Yes, in late yeah, twenty nineteen, it was. Um, so I actually don't necessarily buy that the movie would have done a billion dollars if the media had just shut up about it and let it happen. But they just, they played into the success of it yeah. so much. The memes were everywhere. Yep. It wasn't like Morbius. It wasn't like astroturfed. But it wasn't Morbius making was fun never going to do it. well, right? Those, the Morbius memes were always like laughing at and not with exactly. the movie. Yeah, the people were laughing but, at the media in support of the movie. But the Joker memes had a quality that were actually organic. More and people who really enjoyed the movie. More naturally mimetic and more organic. Yeah, to the so it makes material. a little more sense that they would make a sequel yep. of it. I still don't, but I'm saying I don't think they need to. That that's my problem with the to. corporate uh, with the corporatization of all these properties is that uh, if you make enough, if something's successful enough, you can't like with Scream. If it makes enough money, they will just keep making the movies, whether it actually needs it or not. 
and I don't think that the Joker needs it. It says the previous uh, Warner Brothers regime uh, wanted to boot out the Snyderverse, which includes, yeah, that's Toby Emmerich, who was the chairman and then uh, CEO and Sarnoff. Both of them were not fans uh, of Snyder. And then Walter Hamada is still there, but they're saying that he could be gone uh, at any point. So it says, uh, Zaslav smashed the walls uh, that blocked the Snyderverse by removing those two people. Uh, Zaslav hired Zack Snyder fan Michael DeLuca and his, and his uh, I think they mean to say, and his co- co-worker Pamela Abdi. Those are the ones who came from MGM over to, uh, to Warner Discovery when Zaslav took over uh, after the merger. Uh, to replace Emmerich, uh, Warner Brothers has previously chosen DeLuca to co-produce Suicide Squad 2 with frequent Snyder collaborator Charles Roven. So I think the idea here is that DeLuca... Abdi, Roven are all people who are amenable to Snyder's work, which means that there could be a road mm-hmm. forward to make this movie uh, like a, a series of movies based on DC black label concepts uh, a reality. What's your feeling on this guy? Um, uh, about Snyder? Yeah. Uh, I, I liked the movies in the context that they're not Suicide Marvel. Squad? Not the first one. I liked the second one, but he wasn't involved. He wasn't in I the, never saw the second but, one. But uh, Snyder didn't do the Suicide Squad. That was David Ayer. Uh, the okay. studio ruined that. No, he did uh, He did Man of Steel. He did uh, um, Batman vs. Superman. He did Justice mm-hmm. League, the second edition that uh, made up for the one that Joss Whedon did. My take is that he is... Uh, I would rather see that than formulaic Marvel movies. That's a matter of personal taste for each person. It's, it's whatever you want. I think his storytelling can be slow... Uh, and overly dramatic but when Marvel my, my concept is basically since Marvel refuses to take anything seriously and they're joking during what would normally be life-threatening situations I kind of appreciate the fact that Snyder takes it overly seriously and it means that it feels like there's more reverence for the, for the material there. Suicide Squad sort of leaned into the like goofy, wacky, offbeat villains yes. thing. And that was even I don't know if necessarily the first yeah. version of the film was supposed to be like that. If you yeah, watch the original I, trailer for that, it was nothing like the, the yeah. original Comic-Con trailer for, for the original 2016 Suicide Squad movie was very dark uh, and done very, very I well. I mean, the things they cut out yeah. of Jared Leto's Joker, I think, really did a, a disservice to what he gave to it. Yeah. And, and a lot of people hate his performance. I, I, I venture. Well, they no also opinion. hate just the angle yeah. of it, of like, Him let's make a... Joker into a gangster with grills. They should have just <laughs> removed his character from the movie if they weren't going to feature him more heavily. Right. Because like, then it just seems like randomly thrown in there yeah. for no reason. That, and, and the stuff they cut out, at least from what I saw, was the darker yeah. element to it. Like yep. him torturing people like there was far more included. of the uh of his abusive relationship with harley quinn that too in, in the original which they removed because they were trying to take harley quinn into a more family friendly fun direction she's what? wacky and that crazy was never and girly. i know but the, the one that runs around in like hot pants and fishnet stockings she's like she's supposed to be like a uh, like a female icon now and there's like the, yeah they, they so wanted lame the, like, uh, they made it lame the uh the her movie the the birds of prey movie is is awful and uh, a serious disservice to some of the best characters in the in the DC in the DC lineup. So it says uh, insiders say Zaslav wants Phillips. Oh, they're talking. So it says now Zaslav seeks Joker director Todd Phillips in a non-executive role. We talked about that the other day, talking about how they want to get him in there to work, uh, maybe with Snyder, I guess, to to develop uh, movies outside of DCEU canon. It could work, but it's not like Phillips knows a lot about comics. He just made a movie and just happened to include a couple of comic book characters in there. I don't know how... I would have to be sold better on that concept of him him in that role. 
Uh, insiders say Zaslav wants Phillips' assistance in a series of R-rated DCE, uh, DC black label movies. For the most part, there'll be standalone pictures such as Joker. So the idea is like take movies like Joker, make them what would be like a prestige line of films like black label. I would I would have said just called those like Elseworld stories. Elseworlds is DC stuff where it's outside of canon where you tell mm. like uh, the one where Batman is played by Thomas Wayne rather because of Pe- Flashpoint. Thomas Wayne is Batman rather than uh, Bruce Wayne. The, those types of stories are fun. So maybe make Black Label their uh, non-canon, less conventional stories. Uh, I think there could be room for stuff to be done there that would actually be fairly interesting. And now they're saying also, I have this update that says that it says uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker sequel is getting uh, as close to getting started. I don't know I, how accurate I that is. I don't know how I feel about this because yeah. I think it was clear to to everyone who watched it in good faith mm-hmm. that he gave a lot of himself to that performance and it's yeah. not something you can just reliably replicate like on command. Yeah. So does I actually never saw this movie. Does it need a No, sequel? it does not. No, need a it ended on there was no like cliffhanger, there was no nope. continued story. But at they all. made money off of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, thank you for conceding my point. No, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is that uh, it, that it's not uh, an either or. It's not a one or the other. It can be. It can be. Uh, you can one make something your, good yeah. and make tons of money. Yep. Uh, but then you don't always have to make a sequel. But you can if you want to. I'm just saying you don't. But have you're to. just saying they shouldn't for this. Uh, one. For this one, no, they should not. But Scream is also a, a different concept re- than Joker. Those are va- vastly different types Look, of Look, I've, I've already lost the battle on that one, right? Yeah. They're on number six. I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to recall this train now, but like, let's conduct ourselves differently going forward, right? So it says, the, the question is, how will the Joker progress into more sequels without the presence of Batman? But then again, Joker had no intention of including Batman. They don't need him. They don't need to make a, movie, a sequel yeah. to this. It, it just seems like because a... Because this wasn't the Joker. Nope, not at all. Uh, it just seems like a bad idea to me. And then oh, also there was this, uh, it says Marvel wants to steal Jason Momoa from DC. What are uh, they going to do? Sneak to his house? Put him in a pillow sack? <laughs> yeah, and, run and, just, away? And, run off, and run off with him. Uh, it's, apparently they tried to get him so around he the has, time like, of... A car um, goes to like his house to pick him up and he's like, you're from that studio, right? And they're like, <laughs> of course we are. Drives them to the wrong lot. That would be that would be perfect. <laughs> Apparently they tried to get so. him around the time that um, uh, the Russo brothers were making uh, Captain America Civil War and Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. So he was kind of that would have been coming off of like Game of Thrones time, I believe. Uh, so he was his star was building at that point. Was he? He wasn't big before Game of Thrones. No, right? no. He, well, he's in Baywatch. He was, he was literally goes far <laughs> back as Baywatch. Yeah, <laughs> no he's in the original how Baywatch. How old is this person? Uh, he's. I. You have to look it up. How old is Jason Momoa? He was very young in, in that. Uh, but yeah, he's like he, a toddler. His ba- beard hides so much of his face. You yep. never know. Yep. He has. He has not. Pro- they, they mentioned in this article that says he hasn't proven himself to be a financial. He's forty two. Com- he's forty two. Uh, so I guess that makes sense to me. He seems yeah. like he would be. Yeah, he would have been like 18 mm. at the time that that came out. So he has not proven himself outside of DC to be a, a financial commodity. Like Game of Thrones was a, an ensemble series. They won't series. make a sequel of him, yeah. Uh, his TV shows, what was it, Frontier was the show he was on. I don't think that show did particularly well. But he has a great look. He's got, he feels like he's meant for these types of roles. Like if anybody was kind of meant to do a role like this that didn't come from pro wrestling like John Cena or The Rock or something like Where that. we get all of our best stars from yep hey but we uh, did kind of peacemaker is 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 he one of the like 
strangely sexless uh, <laughs> what was sad, that boy? sad boy what? strong men sad boy, strong I think he's mentioned yeah. in that article do you, want yeah, to, I think one of them. do you want to tell these people what that was that what that article is in case they don't know I only took a cursory look at it but John Cena and The Rock and Jason Momoa I think Jason Momoa it was were. an article by Vox that I tried to talk Brett and Mary it was like 27 using. paragraphs long it, it was a very it was, academic it was a feature piece type. yeah um, but it was talking about this sort of emergence of these like you know they look physically very alpha men yeah. but they're also sort of like they've got a soft side they have such a soft <laughs> side and also sort of like semi like emotional like sad boy like they're I kind of stuff. The, the ideal caricature of like what women want then john cena actually does a very good job of this in the peacemaker tv show the rock it, it kind of proves the point when the rock made the movie red notice with gal gadot and uh, ryan reynolds he's like with gal gadot in the movie and it's most unbelievable I, I don't buy it for like less less than a second do i buy it it's actually they don't weird. seem like a couple no like like i would buy him and ryan i have no idea why but why but i'd buy <laughs> i'd buy her and ryan reynolds before i'd buy him and it just he looked weird being yeah. intimate with like it, it looked weird with like, yeah with, with like anyone yeah. at all like he, he looks like he's just meant to like stand around and look jacked all the time that's like that seems i saw like him his in purpose. some movie about like a kid who likes to explore or something what? that's very helpful and he was like the rock and he was like the stepdad and it was like he'd be talking to the kid's mom and i was like he, he was only awesome. seemed like a couple but he, he was, was a dad in um what was it the tooth fairy yep no, not the Tooth Fairy. Maybe it was that one and the one um, where he was uh, an NFL player. What was that? Uh, longest Yard. Long- no, that was he has played Iron Gang. No, Longest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anybody he- in the chat might know that one. What there was, was one, the- one um, like mushy gushy movie where he was like doing that with one of the Disney kid stars. Mm-hmm. He was like um, a dad and like football and like being a dad. And it was I believe it was dad. either Gridiron Gang. She like or adopted Longest her. Yard. His best movie is to me is still Walking Tall. Uh, which is uh, the best movie that he's done. Uh, So uh, I would like to see, I I think that if they're going to do this, they should move forward. Is that what it was called? Mm. Okay, I didn't know. Good, thank you. And he Uh, plays a dad or a parental figure very effectively. But like when I watched this movie- Single dad. He plays a single dad effectively. When I was watching this movie where he's like got some young guy who's popular right now and they're like, he, going to explore an island. I don't really, Treasure Island maybe? I have no idea what it's called. But Jungle Cruise, I don't know. Maybe. Um, But- he seems Jumanji. like a total like I want to be your stepdad. I'm trying to bond, and they'd have scenes with the wife, and it would be like, "Do you guys even know each other?" Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you, you look out of place in this relationship. They, I don't know what that's about. It was Journey, the Mysterious Island. I honestly could not tell you, but I know there's like a Journey guy in it. To the Mysterious Island. I think that's it. Yeah, and then in the game plan, he has a love story with um her, the girl's mom, and it yep. was just like not really working. Yep. The, with the story at all doesn't doesn't like anytime I see him in that role it just it just doesn't work for me so yeah it, uh, I don't know what that has to do with Joaquin Phoenix and Joker but. Uh, well we moved because I was talking well, about uh, Jason we're Momoa we're I was oh, talking yeah. about sorry, Jason sorry. Momoa and uh, they want him for Marvel movies it's so allowed we'll, we'll see where that we'll see where that goes all right Pod Jason Luck. Momoa does he play a good love interest um what have I seen of him in I uh, need to see him with Amber Heard I don't want them yeah. to cut her out of this movie Keep yeah her. I am kind of curious to see like what was wrong with their chemistry? I stand by the theory that like she's got weird energy and he's like a nice guy who was like, I'm not sure I want to be around this. And that's why it was weird. I totally think that was the case. Also, guys, uh, what do you guys think about us reviewing the the rum 
the Rome, Rome Diaries. Diaries. Yes. Yeah, we oh were my talking gosh, about that's it. so funny. We should. That, that we be, should have done it the day the trial ended. Yes, uh, that would be very funny to. to re- it would be cool if we could like uh, do a watch party with it, but I don't think Let I think know, we'd get copyrighted everyone. for for that one. So what if I'm just, just so morbidly curious. What about if we it live stream ourselves watching the movie, which is off camera? That, that I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, even with the audio. Yeah, there has to be a way that like we problem. can figure out a way to like. Like maybe we all listen to it on our headphones and then we like talk into the mic so the mic only gets our voices. That might not be fun for anyone to listen I don't to. It sounds hilarious fun, to me. But because my instinct is like to make myself shut up during a movie. Yeah. So I'd have to like buzz? force uh, myself to ignore that. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that I have not heard from the chat at all about when you show someone a never ending sequel movie that you're obsessed with. So <laughs> perhaps the etiquette is that you don't like ever ever. If you're if you are in a relationship and you love Fast and the Furious, you just choke that down. What about Twilight though? We I don't know trilogy if I can suppress is, that. Trilogy rules we have an exception for I can't suppress now. my love for Twilight. But like Star Wars, I feel like that one was supposed to have a bunch, but also it's kind of too many. Maybe that one you can show, maybe you can't, but you, like Scream 6, you got to keep that private. That's what the chat's lack of interaction is telling me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's a super <sighs> chat there. Go ahead. That one. Okay, JM said, no need for Momoa. All you <laughs> need is Morb. Okay, so Morbin time is so back. Late. It's, it's Morbin time is coming what back. Is Morb? Uh, Morbius, uh, so, of so, course. So what they're saying is that um, they yeah. want us to re-re-re-re-release uh, uh, Morbius back in theaters again. What? Which one is Morbius? Third time's the charm. Third, yeah, it actually makes a bunch of money. That'd be really funny. <laughs> like everyone goes and sees it. Like just nothing to, to is meme. real anymore. No, nope, it's all fake. They can all fake it. All right, we're gonna go on to Podluck, and we're gonna talk about Peta taking issue with Jack Harlow glamorizing horse racing in Churchill Downs video. It is the most bland video I've ever seen in my entire life. It sucks. It's just a but bunch. But I of understand that they're trying to juxtapose like the rapper thing with something. Uh, quote unquote high society. High society. Yeah. yeah. So it says, uh, the, uh, do you want to read this one? You want to read the, the two for Podluck today? Sure. Okay. Uh, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals organization has turned its attention to Louisville bred rapper Jack Harlow. They issued a statement about Harlow's new Churchill Downs music video featuring Drake. Uh, it filmed the visuals at the 2022 Kentucky Derby on May 7th. The, and he's from Kentucky, if you don't know. So they're like highly playing it up for some reason. He also has a, a meal deal with KFC and like for which press means, was like working the drive through at KFC which recently. Means oh, yeah, because really they released him. the like sandwich. I don't know him. why it's such a big deal to Jack Harlow that he's Look, from Kentucky. I'm happy for him to have state pride. And I, from what I, I mean, know, Kentucky whatever. people actually do have a lot of like bonded energy towards Kentucky. Also, like. Let's. We're all over California. I'm done with New York. I love Texas. I spent a lot of time there. But like, yeah, if Kentucky is finally like, look, we have a young icon, not a guy who just produces chicken. Like, not the return of James Cromwell again. He literally was the the face of this call out. Okay, Uh, so Peta called on Harlow to donate proceeds from the Churchill Downs video to caring for horses who retired from horse racing. Stop telling him what to do with his money, Peta. Back off. <laughs> According to Peta, the horse racing so industry build a money tree. kills 7,500 thoroughbreds annually. Wow. I'm sure it's true. Yep. Um, Jack Harlow's glamorized portrayal of horse racing is missing the whips, drugs, and deaths 
that run rampant in the industry, said Kathy Guillermo, PETA senior vice president. I do I do think it's like, I'm surprised horse racing has not had been turned on faster, given that it's both a sign of wealth, which people these days seem to hate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, animal, I, I mean, animals have kind of fallen off the wayside as far as like social causes these days. Horse racing is really popular internationally. Some of the best, some of the most intense horse race breeders are actually in like Saudi Arabia. So oh, I bet. it's not just like an American thing of wealth. Like it is, because keeping a horse is expensive, it's a sign of wealth everywhere, but also not all countries are um, as concerned with the ethical treatment of them, which, like, yeah. you know, obviously has a lot of pros and cons to that. But And for some reason earlier, we were looking for bardcore versions of Jack Harlow music, which we were... We, we tried to find a Churchill Downs bardcore. Didn't Stop. exist. Didn't exist yet. They, yet, yet. There was, a, there was we one We found for, Industry Baby. Yes, which is exactly... Which, was kind of a bop, <laughs> not going to lie. This is, this is the hit for the summer. Bring in White Boy Summer with Chet Hanks featuring oh, Chet Jack Hanks, Harlow. Uh, by the way, Jack Harlow here just looks like untattooed, prepubescent uh, Post Malone to me. I think it's the beard. No, he's, he's way so better looking than Post Malone. You think Jack Harlow is good looking? Better looking than Post Malone? Post Malone is a nice enough guy, but like... I think that Post Malone is just like more organically yeah. famous. Like, yeah, I agree with that. But that's White not Iverson. On, that's not common on their bone structure and how they look he is a nice enough guy it's just the beard Have i'm talking time, about here jack harlow is better looking than post malone i don't know J- just to me when i look at jack harlow as i was saying to you earlier brett yeah. he doesn't look like a kentucky native he looks like what a londoner it? who wears adidas track suits <laughs> who is descended from a long line of medieval bards what do you think the kentuckians look like kentucky i don't is know like just pretty, not like that kentucky is a pretty white state Jack Har- it's not so much that Jack Harlow doesn't look like he's from Kentucky. It's that he intensely yes. looks like he's from London and and specifically What do Kentucky people chav. look like to you? So can so Nothing. Uh, I'm just saying I'm ra- saying Jack Harlow looks like a Londoner. A, he has a human form. I mean, how could he be from Kentucky? There's no one there. I'm not saying something bad about Kentucky. Yes, you are. I'm going to have Chris Carr fight I'm saying you. something bad about Jack Harlow because I don't like people who are from London or British <laughs> people in general. It's Man. not anti-Kentucky. It's anti-the English. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, do you want to talk about your article about uh, Kelly... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> this next in. one, strap yourselves in. Uh, uh, I'll read the Hands headline. Hands in the ride. <laughs> Opinion. Kelly Dodd ditches Twitter, declares the platform is where cancel culture was born by someone named Mary Morgan. I, I don't know who that is. But I you don't should know read either. The, but you should read this article. <laughs> uh, so this is a real housewife of Orange County. I'm not personally a fan of this show, but I know like... The fan base is enormous. Because we research pop culture like so often... I know that people are really into it and people know like the personal lives of these these real housewives very well. So she's a reality TV personality. She's notorious for having a lot of controversial takes and she is married to a Fox News anchor. That was her that was she, her first major Amazing. Setback. She got brought on as like the villain. She yeah. she kind of is. I saw uh I looked up her bio on uh Bravo's page for the show and it, she's no longer on the show. I yeah. believe she was fired. She's too and somebody, hot. somebody here told me, I don't know who it was, said like like a lot of the real housewives are like closet 
Trump supporting. Yeah. Totally. They totally are. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they protect. But this is like something that, well, sorry. They this need is hitting, a foil, though. This is hitting a nice nerve for me. Yes. Like, there are so many of them that are like closetedly conservative or at least fiscally conservative. And then they're like, no. Even the, yeah, my social platforms, like, don't, let's not talk about I'm it. I'm sure and it's, it's just right. like fiscal conservative. A lot of yeah. them are yeah. apolitical, and that's yeah. not yeah, allowed that's these days either. That's true. Nope um because of compelled speech but um her bio says her political beliefs and her tone deaf jokes threaten relationships with other women wow uh, <laughs> she's she won't conform and so she's bad this is my new yeah. favorite real housewife so does she, she sell merch i'll buy her stuff yeah know. she just deactivated her twitter account in a very dramatic and public way so on instagram she posted a screenshot of her deactivated account saying goodbye to my 211,000 Twitter followers. This is for you, trolls. It's like having a toxic boyfriend. You like getting off, but it's not <laughs> worth it in the end. There's too much hate and too many fake accounts on this platform. It's where the cancel culture was born, and I'm done. Maybe if Elon Musk takes over, I'll be back. But until then, you can find me on here. On where? Instagram. On Instagram. Oh my gosh, I wanted her to be like, I'll be moving my talents to Gab. To WeChat? I'll be moving my talents. Truth Social. Truth Social. I'll be moving my... I'm now on... Is Parler back? Parler, Telegram, something. Oh my gosh, girl, get on Telegram. She's just going to be the queen of alternative social media platforms. Wouldn't that be funny if she's like the real housewife of Gab? Like it's sort of like <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a million idea, and if one of these people don't yeah. snatch her up immediately, she's uh, she posted a screenshot before that of one of her final tweets. I can see why Elon Musk is hesitating to buy Twitter. It's full of bots and spam uh, spam accounts, and I'm an actual person with 211,000 followers who gets written about daily, and they still won't give me my check mark back. This platform is BS. Yeah, they love to take away like your your blue check as like a the threat. The point of the blue They're check you in time is literally only to say that this person is who they claim to be. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with having your opinions approved by the company though it's somehow and you're setting the precedent that it is yeah well it's also saying like the blue chat is checkmark became like a status symbol like you are so important that twitter has to acknowledge that you are real because people try to be you with checkmarks Mm -hmm. who have like like very very few followers who are not public figures who have the check mark it's, it's just, clearly just like you have totally, the approved point of view and it's totally at twitter's will you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if you get a check mark you should not actually think highly of yourself at all it means nothing and if you piss off the right person the right time at twitter hq they're gonna take it it's away like from sometimes you. it reminds me of like being able to be like oh i went to an ivy league school and it's like oh cool so you paid a ton of money or your intense student loan debt like i don't actually care about that school i kind of judge you for your life yeah, people don't understand the bragging rights so she got in trouble for wearing like a native american halloween she's costume. done a lot uh, and her husband went as alec baldwin from rust <laughs> oh my god what where they should get their own spinoff show they, i don't I, understand i agree uh so this is the mistake like they they're conservative so e-news or bravo whoever has them is afraid of them but also like they are way more interesting than the generic wine fights that i'm sure the rest of the real housewives are having like this is its own content rumble she needs her own independent reality yes rumble i just got a pitch to you we have this girl she's getting (laughs) she's moving off mainstream stuff this is your first like vlog styled reality real housewives of alternative social media yeah oh my god so uh last year 
I don't want to get too much into the weeds about what this was about, but she made a video, uh, a paid video on Cameo. Where we're going to one day get a Chet Hanks video from. We absolutely will. Uh, She was referencing a fan named Jennifer who listed their preferred pronouns as she, her. And in the video, she said she commented on that in a way that made people angry. I don't know if I should quote it on here. I wouldn't even. Yeah, quote. I'm not, not even going to do even that. Okay, but she made a fair, video. It's not an explicit statement. It's just that, like, it's no, yeah, opinion people don't like. Like, let's so not make it sound like she's she like, was cussing receiving her out. a bunch of backlash for that, and then she they had to found, respond with another video on Instagram. Then her, they probably found out her husband works for Fox News, and they're like, now we're really going to go of after course. her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so um, she actually made good points in this response video. She said. I realize I have a habit of offending people and apparently I've done it again. <laughs> I was just reacting in my own raw and unfiltered way. I'm not transphobic. I was just unfamiliar with the language. We may have disagreements, right? That doesn't make me a bad person. If you want me to be tolerant, then you also need to be tolerant of me. That's yep. only fair. Very, very reasonable point to be made there. And that's, of right. course, bad in, to, in the world. No, she is today. the villain. She can't be reasonable. Yes, she is. She is. She's the bad guy here. Uh, so basically, <laughs> PCC stands Kelly Dodd. Yeah, I had no idea we were going to have a favorite Real Housewives. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Dodd. Maybe I'll please, watch the show just for her. Please let me go. know if you join Gab. I'll be your favorite follower. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. One this of those paid a- followers that you can do on Twitter now where you have to like pay for you don't even like, have to pay Twitter, me. I'll just Twitter be Blue. there. You can get verified on Gab, Kelly. Yep. There you go. I'm saying join True Social. Real Housewives of Gab. Yep. Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Gab. <laughs> Somebody so. call they have Real Housewives of DC? That would be really interesting. Some uh, cities they have a hard time pulling it off in. Like that they yeah. like like, I remember they did a Real Housewives of Dallas, and I think it still exists, but, like, from what I knew, the actual, like, very intense wealthy enclave of Dallas, like, was like, no, we don't want to do this. Because they're too smart, basically. Yeah. And they don't need it. Like, they're not yeah. chasing clout. I would want Kelly, to. let's come on, PCC. Let me know when you're on Please. Gab. We love you. Let me know if you have merch. I'm, I'm so curious. Also, I do want to cover one more thing one last time, and that is that the guy who designed the bat suit with bat nipples has finally spoken out about it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you you, you we never have been realized 20 years, and you never realized you needed to know why this happened, but apparently uh, he has decided to speak out about it, which is the, this was the highlight of my day was reading this today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I pointed out, yep. bats are mammals. They so do have nipples. It's very accurate. Maybe that's what he was going for. So it's a, <laughs> the easiest way to make a longtime Batman fan shiver is to is to sneak up behind them and whisper the words "nipples" in their ears. Admittedly, that's probably <laughs> the reaction you get if you did that to anybody. But it's the DC Comics enthusiasts in particular that will be haunted by the memories of Joel Schumacher era Batman. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, so it says, casting aside the dark, grimy, uh, and gothic aesthetic of the Tim Burton duology, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin opted for a neon tinge aesthetic that effectively ran into the fran- that ran the franchise into the dr- the ground in record time. Uh, uh, anybody who's seen the movie will remember the quote: "It's boiling acid." Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, and came perilously close to rendering the comic book genre obsolete before the one pun- one two punch of blade and x-men brought it back from the brink a quarter of a century later costume designer jose fernandez has finally broken his silence opening up to mel magazine about why the decision was made to imbue the bat seat with a pair of rubber hard nips 
I like the idea that he's breaking They're his like silence. They're like inserted in the latex suit. I like the idea that he's breaking his silence. Like Dude. it's like it, like they're making it seem like it's like uh, it's something People awful. People have been asking yeah. me to comment on this and he's for finally, years. He's finally coming clean. He's been in hiding. He says, with Val Kilmer's suit and Batman Forever, the nipples were one of those things I added. It wasn't a fetish to me. It was more informed <laughs> by Roman armor. Like Centurions and in the comic books, the characters always look like they were naked with spray paint on them. It was all about anatomy, and I like to push anatomy. I don't know exactly where my head was at back in the day, but that's what I remember. And so I added the nipples, and I had no <laughs> idea there was going to end up being all this buzz about it. I love this that I guy. don't remember where my head was at. Like, <laughs> what were was you I thinking? Like, just completely I was, strung out. Yeah, I was going through a phase in my costume. I was writing. in a nipple costume phase, is what he's saying. <laughs> Dude, he's like, you what? know, he's... he's He's like, I looked at it and it just didn't look right without nipples. That's There's the, just something I, missing to I, my artistic vision. The thing is, somebody designed this and then they had the whole studio exec and the director look at it. And I wonder if there was a version, like a day where they were like, with nipples, without nipples. Never nipples. forget. And a whole group of people had to be like, nipples. Like, I think we want that. Did we want they this? got the and board involved. Yeah, because that's, I mean, presumably they didn't just let him do whatever. Like, right. some of his designs had to be approved by someone. Ooh, and this was so just prominent. a piece of money. And, just this, so and this wasn't just shown. Like, there's close up shots of them, like, getting, like, putting on the costumes that, like, heavily focus on this stuff. Uh, yeah. So it's it's very funny. Uh, so the fact that there was so much thought put into it is funny to that, me. Well, so much time and uh, money goes into developing yeah. these costumes. Uh, I, I do think that this is something that they should bring back. Uh, and, and, and maybe if they're going to do Batman and the Joker, he has to have bat nipples on the suit and just completely destroy the tone. Uh, I, I'd rather not. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you were wondering where that came from, I do like the idea of him being like, he's just like out of it. Like he's like, it was the, it was the 90s, man. I don't know what man. I was thinking. Grunge I like the idea. was in. I was listening to Nirvana every day. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. See, like, I like the idea that maybe now he's like finally sobered up after years and he's been like, oh yeah. <laughs> what yeah, was yeah, I, I thinking? I did do that weird thing. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. He's, he's like looking he's like, whoa. Was that me? Was that me? He like rewatched it for the first time in decades and he was like, why does this have nipples? Oh my gosh, that was my decision. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's what he. That's <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> he should have a watch party where he watches his own movie uh, with the bat nipples and has to. What else did he <laughs> create? That's what I want to know. Who knows? All right, so that is uh, that is everything that I had for today. So got Hannah some Claire, super chats. Uh, yes, we. Do, oh yes, go ahead. We got two. I believe we got one yeah. or two in there. Waffle Sensei said, "I agree with Mary. I still want Amber Heard in this role. I don't care what a piece of bleep she is in real life. I don't." want the story of the movie to take a hit for no reason i want continuity amen to that that is very uh, logical and, and yes. well thought out uh, i also want her to star in her own biopic about herself uh, feed the narcissism yes uh, wow he is a, he is an amber heard stan and i want johnny depp to be in it as himself as well and i want them to eventually get back together uh just to make this whole farce even funnier You're no so ghoulish no <laughs> we can't go the only people we can root to get back together is kim kardashian and kanye west and it's unexplainable why that is but that's just the way it is or they get back together and then they go through the lawsuit again like they they he defames her this time uh in an article no that's yeah. how you know that we all actually died in 2012 i know right hell. Uh, kanye yeah. west on kim kardashian only 
Okay. That's right. it. Fine. There's one more in there. Waffle Sensei said, did Hannah Claire finish her money tree yet? Here you go, boss. You guys want to see it? It's looking pretty yep. serious. It's got some like upper money. It's lopsided. It's precarious. It's precarious. One fell off. It felt like when you go apple picking it's and anxiety it. inducing, but that's what it's supposed I, to be. You know, it's a it's commentary on how fragile pop culture is and how really at the core of it, it's all about our financial gain. And that's why we won't stop making these hundreds of sequels. sequels. Yes, that's, that is why sequels are so profitable, ladies and gentlemen. Which is why Brett looked at me today and said, hey, do you want to go see a movie tomorrow? And I said, oh, sure, which one? And he grinned and went, it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. You pulled I, that trick out of Yes, you said the actual name of the movie and I just don't remember what it is. And I was like, it's a sequel. <laughs> and I actively like braced myself inside. Uh, but yes, Waffle Sensei, thank you for your personal support for my money tree. If you guys uh, are interested in this. Which means that's not I, for the baking fund. That is for... Uh, the, the Research money. Institute. Okay, research cool. In, the, the, research <laughs> institute. the thing is, like... I feel like I'm going to get told tomorrow, like, Dane's going to be like, don't do that again. It's super distracting. But, like, we get, I, what am I supposed to do? It's, it just seems it's like a logical explanation for yes. all this money. I, we're, we're done with the money tree because I don't have any more money near me. But yep, No yeah. super chats. Guys, so I appreciate the support. So uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media with your money tree visible? Yes. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. Perhaps my new friend Jennifer Dodd will join. Uh, or Kelly, Kelly Dodd. Kelly Dodd. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. Perfect. Mary, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. And whenever I post articles on timcast.com, I promote them there. Like today. With like Kelly today's Dodd. about Kelly Dodd. Perfect. You can go read that. All right, guys. You can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasvick for the show. Remember, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Wait, yes. Eastern Standard yes. Time right here. Uh, you what? what? Should I pull one to see if it all falls? Uh, Sorry. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Me? We might as well. Ready? Go. Oh, no. Oh, that, that was, was anticlimactic. Might as well just. Okay, this isn't just, working. It's too, it's too structurally strong, like Hollywood's need for sequels. <laughs> <laughs> so 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube. We are also on Amazon, also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you would prefer to listen to this madness rather than watch it, we are also on social media. We are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. We are on Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis. And then we are on Instagram, at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. Guys, thank you so much for watching. It means the world to us that you tune in here every day, Monday through Friday. Watch us. Uh, it's the best. Thanks, guys. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Bye.